We've got more people predicting the upcoming Big Ten football season and some surprising expectations for some of the Big Ten teams coming out of 24-7 sports. You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Today's episode is brought to you in part by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Coming up on today's show, we're going to take a look at the latest predictions for the upcoming football season. Still about six months away, but 24-7 Sports has its early predictions for the conference. And we've also got basketball yesterday to get into. Ohio State is good again all of a sudden, and Penn State picks up a big road win to keep its NCAA tournament hopes alive. We'll get into all that as well as all of the latest news from the Big Ten here on today's episode of Locked On Big Ten. Our show is brought to you, as always, by the Locked On Podcast Network. You can follow us on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, and on Twitter, too. It's Locked On Big Ten, one zero at the end when you're typing it out, not T-E-N. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. Let's get right into it. As I mentioned, a new prediction for the 2023 football season for the Big Ten is out. It comes from 24-7 Sports, which is in my opinion the number one source to go to outside of John Garcia Jr. and Jason Jordan, of course, for your recruiting news, but they also know a whole lot about just football in general too. So we'll get a whole lot of info here on where they stack up the Big Ten's best teams. Let's start, of course, at the top. And no surprise here, I think this is about where everyone's going to have things. It's Michigan and Ohio State. 24-7 does have the Wolverines on top, which is not a bold statement anymore. Michigan, a two-time defending Big Ten champion. They've got themselves their quarterback back, their running backs back, a whole lot of talent coming back, and also the confidence of everyone in the conference now as well. After beating Ohio State for a second straight time, it's easy to put Michigan over Ohio State in these standings. And I'm sure we're going to see some Ohio State picks here as we get more predictions as well. But the overwhelming majority, I think, is going to be Michigan, Ohio State, and let's have some fun with where everyone else is going to be. Speaking of where everyone else is going to be, the Big Ten West is set to be another just mess for the entire 2023 season. But 24-7 sports, that's going to be a tongue twister the rest of the segment, 24-7 sports for the 2023 season has Wisconsin at the top of the Big Ten West. It notes that Wisconsin does not play either Penn State or Michigan on the other side of the Big Ten, which is, of course, big. And its game against Ohio State is at home for the Badgers. So some opportunity here for Luke Fickle in his first year to not only change the way that they do things in Wisconsin, but also get back to winning the Big Ten West, which is something that the Badgers are obviously in dire need of getting back to as the Big Ten West is going away soon. And we don't know how many opportunities are going to come their way once divisions are gone. As for the Big Ten West in Wisconsin, I this is just another testament of somebody who knows their stuff, believing in what Wisconsin is doing in this transition. At the beginning of the offseason, I was thinking, okay, 
So Wisconsin's going to have this overhaul on offense. They're going to start to do more passing-centric things and just more exciting things, things that we're not used to seeing from the traditional ground-and-pound Badgers team. But my thought was always that, okay, this will take a few years to get going because Wisconsin has recruited to be that ground-and-pound team. They've recruited to be the team that just mentally and physically exhausts you over the course of a 60-minute football game. And now if they're going to try and go over the top, that's great. But is the personnel there to really do it? Not even just at the skill positions, but pass blocking from their offensive line and all sorts of other things. I am incredibly impressed by how impressed some of the other people who I respect and who I know know football are getting into Wisconsin right now. I was expecting a better football team at some point. I mean, Luke Fickle is an all-star head coach. He's bringing in an all-star quarterbacks coach with him. He's bringing in transfer quarterbacks. But I am just simply not expecting and kind of conditioned to believe that these kind of transitions don't just happen overnight. But with what we've seen from articles like this, from the sources we've seen with anonymous Big Ten coaches being quoted, all of that stuff put together has people not only seeing Wisconsin as a team that's making a big change, but as a team that can be a big threat right away because of those changes. Luke Fickle has reinvigorated the passion for this Wisconsin football team. And while I don't know if it lives up to the expectation, maybe I'm right, and maybe it does take a little bit of time to get things going here, I am certainly excited about how excited other people are in what Wisconsin's going to be able to do on the football season, football field this season. And another good example of it, 24-7 Sports says Wisconsin wins the Big Ten West. One school that was listed right below Wisconsin, actually, which was a little bit surprising to me, it wasn't really made clear if they were going in order of how exactly they stacked up everyone in the Big Ten, but they did divide into how they'll finish in each division. And the third place finisher in the Big Ten East was, of course, Penn State. And 24-7 Sports predicts that this could be the best season that Penn State has in a really long time and the best roster it has in a while. But it still thinks that the Nittany Lions don't quite get over that hump of beating either Michigan or Ohio State. I'm not sure if I'm quite a believer in that. I believe that Penn State's really good. Right now, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid with Drew Aller. I want him to be really, really good. Because the idea of a third team being thrown into this mess of the Big Ten East really, really excites me. If all three of those teams all of a sudden are battling for position and we get something closer to, like, say, the 2021 season, where everyone, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, was undefeated up until playing each other, that would be the most fun outcome for what could probably be the last season of divisions in the Big Ten. I really, really want Penn State to beat either Michigan or Ohio State. I'm not really even sure why, but maybe it's just for the parity, the diversity, and to get somebody else in competitive on that side of the conference. If Penn State can be that kind of good, I think it makes for a much more exciting Big Ten season. And the predictions are all going to have it, again, basically like this, Michigan State, Ohio State, and then everybody else. But as far as what I'm looking at on the field, I think Penn State is primed to upset one of those schools this season and get that win they've so desperately wanted for so long now and to finally put themselves back over the top and into Big Ten title contention again. Because while Penn State's been really good, they have not been in the conversation for who can win the Big Ten because they got to get through Michigan and Ohio State. I think this year could be the year that they do it. Penn State or 24-7 disagrees. Speaking of the West, we talked about Wisconsin already. 
The West, according to 24-7, stacks up like this. Wisconsin 1, Iowa 2, and then a tie between Minnesota and Illinois for number 3. Minnesota, I believe in. I believe in PJ flexibility to keep a program maintained. I believe in Brett Bielema's ability to keep a program maintained, too, but I don't know if Illinois has exactly what it needs to get itself back into that kind of a winning position again this season. The Big Ten West is going to be, again, the Wild West again this year. But I do believe that there's a whole lot of good football teams there to be had. And I don't know if Illinois taking its step back is going to be able to keep up with everyone else. Which brings me to the last point I had, which was there's a Purdue and Nebraska team that's projected to finish fifth and sixth in the Big Ten West, according to 24-7 Sports. When you ask me, I probably would put the three rivals in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota at the top of the Big Ten West. But if you wanted to put Purdue in there at fourth, go ahead. If you wanted to put Nebraska in there at fourth, I could see it. I don't love it, but I could see it. And if you want to put Illinois in there in fourth, I could see that too. But the way that King, things currently stand, I'm not confident that Illinois is on the same level that, say, Minnesota is going into next season. Illini had a really good year, but I believe that they take a step back, if nothing else, because I think they kind of overplayed their hand last season. That Illinois team was good. That defense was good, but at the same time, I don't know exactly if they bring it back and are able to run it back in the same way they did this year. 24-7 sports has the confidence. I'm not quite sure that that is the case, but when you're talking about like finishing third or fourth or fifth in the Big Ten West, I mean, that could be a matter of not even a game, of a couple of snaps as to how that division is going to play out. So I don't have too much to complain about there. The synopsis. It's Michigan, Ohio State, and everyone else, as always, in the Big Ten, according to 24-7 Sports. Not a stupid prediction to make ever. And Wisconsin, they have, most noticeably, most notably winning the Big Ten West in Luke Fickle's first year. That would be exciting. I think Penn State getting into the mix would be exciting. Really, anything other than just Ohio State and Michigan going at it. Well, it gets you two playoff teams, and it's been really, really exciting so far. I'm ready to see some other teams get into the mix at the very least, too, and be competitive with those two schools at the top. We'll talk more here basketball as we switch over to the hardwood on Locked On Big Ten and get into things as to what happened yesterday and how it affects the NCAA tournament. That's coming up in just a minute. Before we do that, though, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's a bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes made too. Plus, if you want to bet on Big Ten sports, if you hear some of the lines that I'll have at the end of the show for you, they're all coming from FanDuel, so you can bet alongside us or against us any day of the week over at FanDuel, where you know they have the bet that you're looking to place. So again, don't miss your chance to get that no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Let's dive into basketball from yesterday now. Before we do that, be sure to check out Locked On College Basketball. It's the one-stop shop for everything going on in the college basketball landscape around the country here from Locked On. They do it just like we do it here every single day of the week, keeping you updated on what's going on in college hoops. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. 
So yesterday in the Big Ten, we had a pair of games I wanted to talk about, a pair of games alone, but both of them important. Before we get into that, let's get an update from Bracket Matrix. 107 brackets updated as of today. Purdue's average seed across those 107 brackets is a 1.2. Indiana's at 3.9. Northwestern 6.3. Maryland 6.6. Michigan State 7.3. Illinois 7.7. Iowa 7.9. Rutgers 9.1. In the teams that are appearing only partially in the 107 brackets on the site, Wisconsin appears in 73 of 107 brackets. Michigan is in 12 of 107 brackets. Penn State in just one of those 107 brackets. That could change as brackets update for tomorrow after Penn State's win yesterday. Let's get into that Penn State win, though. The Nittany Lions pick up a big, big bubble win on the road against Northwestern. In overtime, 68-65, to 65, Cameron Winter, the man of the night, and hits the game-winning three with one half second left to play in overtime and silences the Northwestern crowd. He keeps Penn State's season alive, potentially, as they get a big win against a tournament team. And what is their fourth quad one win of the season? We'll talk more about tournament chances at the end. This was Cameron Winter's night. He had himself 24 points to lead the game, four of five from three, and the game winning three, of course, in overtime. A great way for this Penn State team to bounce back after an absolutely devastating loss over the weekend that we thought at the time might end their season. Now it looks like they may still have a chance after picking up this big win. And this was the Penn State team that we had talked about, right? I mean, the entire season, the story has been that the experience will carry this team. It was the opposite of that over the weekend. But the Nittany Lions, give them credit, regroup, put things together, and even after falling behind early in this game, don't give up, make a game out of it, and play the way that we have expected them to play. It's a group of seniors. It's not a team that's going to overwhelm you or dominate any games, really. But they're going to be able to stay in games. And they stayed in this one. They forced overtime. They win it in overtime at the last second, thanks to one of those experienced guys that they have. Again, Penn State's fourth quad one win of the regular season. Uh, Black Shoe Diaries, which is the Penn State SB Nation site, in their little game recap, they said that beating Maryland on Saturday and getting themselves one win in the Big Ten tournament, and they feel confident, Penn State would, that they could get in on Selection Sunday. I'm not so confident that that's all they would need. I think some help might also get themselves a little bit more comfortable, but it seems like two more wins, at least in the eyes of the Penn State faithful, could be enough for them to get confident going into Selection Sunday. Again, I think you might need three just to be safe here. And I don't know how the rest of the bubble teams are going to end up playing in their tourneys. But at least at the moment, Penn State's definitely, on most eyes, still on the outside looking in. This was not a win that puts them back into the tournament by any means whatsoever. The other game from the night, Ohio State's all of a sudden good again. Uh, beat number 21, Maryland at home. An 11-point win. Not a terribly well-played game at the end, I'm saying, by either team. Ohio State jumped out to an early lead, and Ohio State was just really good. Playing a really consistent basketball game all the way throughout. They had all five starters, plus Bryce Sensabaugh, end up in double figures. Ohio State went 20 of 20 from the free throw line. That's a new school record without a miss for the Buckeyes. And when it got to the end, though, things just kind of died out. Ohio State had about a 10-point lead. Nobody scored a field goal over the last two-plus minutes, I don't think. So not, not exactly the best job of putting things away if you're a Buckeyes fan, but 
At this point, Ohio State's really just playing spoiler, and they definitely played spoiler in this one. Maryland could have very well used that win. Instead, they take a pretty ugly loss to an Ohio State team that's looking hot at the end of the season, but is not going to be seeing the NCAA tournament unless, of course, they win the Big Ten. So one win for a Penn State team that was right on the bubble and another one a loss for a Maryland team that was looking to move their way up the bracket even further. So we'll see exactly how that affects where things are projected in our next bracket update. But again, Ohio State is just looking really good right now. They're looking like a tournament team, but but they are not going to be a tournament team. Maryland led Ford to didn't lead the rest of the way. That was I mean, the main part of the story, Ohio State didn't really even let them get all that close for the rest of the game, too. So really good game at home to end the season for Ohio State, to end the home season for Ohio State, get the, fan, get the fans a win. But again, not a whole lot of impact as far as the NCAA tournament. Let's wrap up things by taking a look at the news from the Big Ten from around the conference. We'll start with our players of the week for the day. In men's golf, our player of the week is Illinois' Tommy Cool. In women's tennis, it's Nebraska's Samantha Alicia. In women's gymnastics, Michigan Sierra Brooks and Michigan State's Gabrielle Steven share co-athletes of the week. In women's golf, Illinois' Isabel Sai and Ohio State's Kaylee McGinty are co-athletes of the week. And in women's tennis, Nebraska's Shunya Moriyama is our athlete of the week. In Big Ten news, not really anything to do with sports, but Old National Bank has been named an official partner of the Big Ten. I honestly didn't even read the article on BigTen.org, but it was there, so I thought I'd make a note here. We're getting that bank money, so we can take it take it to, take it it to, back to the bank. We take it back to them. The point is, good, money, yay. Moving on, John Harbaugh says he thinks Jim Harbaugh, his brother, is probably at Michigan for life. He said this at the NFL Combine. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know if you can take anything from it. I would believe if we asked Isaac Cole, he would say that you can't really take anything with what the Harbaugh's say too seriously or as 100% truth with what we've seen over the last couple of years. But at least right now, John Harbaugh is saying that he believes his brother is probably a guy who's Michigan for life. I could see him taking a look around elsewhere a few more times before it's all said and done. Uh, the Big Ten Commissioner job, if you want it, it is listed. The job description is at turnkeyzrg.com. It's a talent kind of act. It's a headhunting firm, basically. But they posted a very long job description of the Big Ten Commissioner job, and there is an email there if you want to send an application. I'm not going to say what the email is because I don't want you people sending them stupid stuff. But if you want to make the effort to go about it and find it yourself, you can be my guest. It is available there. Again, turnkeyzrg.com is where you can find the Big Ten Commissioner job description. It is a long one. And finally, in Big Ten football news, Penn State defensive line coach John Scott Jr. is out. He is headed to the NFL to take a job with the Detroit Lions. So the Penn State Nittany Lions will need to find someone to head that position group. On the Big Ten schedule today, the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament continues. The top four seeds won't play until tomorrow, but today we have Illinois versus Rutgers, Michigan State versus not Rutgers. I had Rutgers listed twice. I'll get that name for you again here quickly before the end of the show. But we have Michigan versus Penn State and Purdue versus Wisconsin. As far as men's basketball bets for the day, I do have a couple of picks for you as we've got three games across the Big Ten. Rutgers against Minnesota has no line on FanDuel, so I won't give you that line today. 
Michigan plus four and a half against Illinois on the road against the Illini. Uh, just two teams that I think are headed in different directions right now. Michigan's looking good, looking like a tournament team, obviously playing as it is as a tournament team that needs to get more wins to make sure it makes that tournament. But also Illinois has not been so great, been falling off, now projected as, uh, as I go up back to the average projections, as an average of a 7.7 seed across the 107 brackets at bracketmatrix.com. That's not good. So that's one team headed in one direction and needing a win. Another team headed on the way down and desperate for a win. They are at home, Illinois, but I'm picking Michigan plus four and a half. I'm also taking the road team in Purdue against Wisconsin. Purdue minus four and a half against the Badgers. That Purdue team needs to bounce back. And I really, really don't think Wisconsin matches up well enough to keep up with them. I've thought that there are other teams that didn't match up with Purdue who have ended up beating the Boilermakers. But as it stands right now, I'm still confident that Purdue's a good basketball team and good enough to beat Wisconsin by at least four and a half points. I know I'm acting dangerous here. I'm picking road teams at the end of the season when we've got senior nights coming up and things like that. But this is where I'm at. Michigan plus four and a half, Purdue minus four and a half. Those are my two picks for the day. Let me get to that women's basketball score for you really quickly. Illinois plays Rutgers, Michigan State playing Nebraska in this one. And then Michigan against Penn State, Purdue against Wisconsin as well. That is your slate of women's basketball games for the day. Glad I can get that corrected before we left. In recruiting news, a couple of commitments to tell you about. In the 2024 class, three-star quarterback Aaron Philo has committed to Minnesota, six foot two, 190 out of Georgia. Minnesota was the only Power Five offer on his sheet. As far as linebackers, uh, the 2024 four-star linebacker Kari Jackson has committed to Penn State, six two, 215 out of Michigan. He had offers from Michigan, Michigan State, Cincinnati, Maryland, Wisconsin, Ole Miss, Purdue, a whole lot others too. He ends up picking the Nittany Lions. Big get for James Franklin. That's all for the news around the Big Ten today. Again, my two picks for the night, Michigan plus four and a half, Purdue minus four and a half, two road teams. I don't feel great about it, but that's exactly where I have them as we go into it. I'm picking road teams on senior nights. Don't love it. Thanks again for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. I'll be back tomorrow with more here on Locked On Big Ten. We'll have good basketball to go over, and I'm sure something will happen with the football, too, that we need to get to. Until then, I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube at Locked On Big Ten. One zero at the end, not T E N. We'll talk to you tomorrow.